the community podcast where Savannah and Adamsville, Tennessee meets northern Indiana and southwestern lower Michigan. Welcome to Roaring Light. Combining news and weather from news source one Michiana with great independent Christian music from Roaring Light Radio. Get ready. News and weather is next. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Russian forces fired another rash of missiles and self-exploding drones in nearly a dozen provinces of Ukraine early Thursday, causing the first attack-related death of the year in Kyiv and killing at least 11 people in all. The U.S. economy expanded at a 2.9% annual pace from October through December, ending 2022 with momentum despite the pressure of high interest rates and widespread fears of a looming recession. The White House has unveiled a renter's bill of rights to push lawmakers and the private sector to strengthen tenant protections and make rent more affordable. Facebook parent Meta said it will restore former President Donald Trump's personal account in the coming weeks, ending a two-year suspension and imposed in the wake of the January 6th insurrection. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. New munitions are coming into play in the Ukraine war, and Russia isn't happy. Later, we'll share an update on Ryan Coer, the imprisoned American missionary pilot in Mozambique. But in our first story, Russia's raining missiles down on Kyiv, killing at least 11 because the West promised more weapons to Ukraine. The Kremlin says arming Ukraine equates to direct involvement in the war, something the United States and Europe deny. A believer will call Arnie heads up Unfolding Words' work in Eurasia. The ministry's main contact lives in Kiev with his family. They don't have basic utilities, so a lot of their day is spent either in the dark or in the cold. It's very difficult right now. They also don't know when the next round of bombs are coming in. Unfolding Word partners with churches in and around Ukraine to translate God's Word into Romani languages. Now, the war delays their work, but... The work will not stop because the heart of the people is is for the translation. Furthermore... The war is driving people into the churches on both sides of the border. There's much more church participation in Russia as well as in Ukraine. In the midst of very difficult circumstances, there's the upside for the gospel. Find your place in the story at missionnews.org. And above all else, pray. That we would seek God rightly in this context and understand his will rightly, and that we would find a way to rejoice in the fact that Jesus is on the throne. Russia is not, and the U.S. is not, and if we can keep our focus there, we'll be okay. Elsewhere, Lebanon's Ministry of Education has decided to suspend classes for Syrian refugee students. Officials claim the decision was made out of concern for Lebanese students. In addition, teachers are being woefully underpaid with the government offering only $70 a month. Camille Melke with Heart for Lebanon says, uh, This announcement is more political than anything else because our government is putting a lot of uh, restraints on aid given to Syrian refugees, whether educational, whether health care, or whether food parcels or subsidies. The government says 50% of any donation monies to Lebanon should go to Lebanese families. But uh, the question is, is this request that our government is giving to international donor agencies, is it meant to really go towards impoverished, uh, underprivileged Lebanese families? Or is it going to end up like any other project uh, uh, under so much uh, corruption that most of that money goes to the pockets of our politicians? 
So the mistrust between international donor agencies and uh, government has limited the resources. But Heart for Lebanon will continue their education programs for Syrian refugee students. They serve 925 students at two facilities. Ask God to strengthen the team. And finally, American missionary pilot Ryan Coer is still in prison in Mozambique, but we have an encouraging update. His wife, Annabelle, was able to hear his voice on the phone for the first time in 11 weeks. Here's MNN's Lindsay Coe with more of the story. Ryan Coer, a pilot with Mission Aviation Fellowship in Mozambique, was arrested on November 7 while preparing to transport orphanage supplies brought in by two South African men. All three men were detained and falsely charged with supporting terrorism. That was the last day Annabelle and their two young boys saw Ryan. It took some effort, but on Tuesday, Annabelle was able to speak with Ryan on the phone at 2.30 a.m. local time. The couple talked for several minutes, and they hoped to do so more often. Annabelle said it was wonderful that their boys heard their dad's voice on the speaker, and afterwards, she felt more at peace. On the phone, Ryan shared he is greatly encouraged by the global body of Christ praying and by Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, The Cost of Discipleship. He noted the need to be surrendered to God's will and the fact that time is short, but eternity is long. Pray for Ryan and his freedom. Lindsay Coe, Mission Network News. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. And together, the Great Commission happens. Look for links at missionnews.org. That's missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. Here's your dual community weather forecast for the weekend. First for Michiana Friday. Snow, mainly after 2 p.m. Patchy blowing snow after 11 a.m. High near 33. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, increasing to 15 to 20 miles per hour in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 35 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. Total daytime snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Friday night. Rain and snow likely before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of snow between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Patchy blowing snow before 8 p.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 22. West wind 10 to 20 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Saturday snow likely, mainly after 4 p.m. Cloudy, with a high near 32. West wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming southeast in the afternoon. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Saturday night snow, possibly mixed with rain, becoming all snow after 4 a.m. Low around 26. Southeast wind 10 to 15 mph becoming northwest after midnight. Winds could gust as high as 20 mph. Chance of precipitation is 90%. New snow accumulation of less than 1 inch possible. Sunday a 20% chance of snow before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 29. North wind around 10 mph. Sunday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 16. Monday cloudy, with a high near 22. Now for Savannah, Tennessee. Please visit our Roaring Light Facebook page for updates on a Tuesday into Wednesday potential winter storm. Friday sunny, with a high near 54. Southwest wind 10 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 25 mph. Friday night clear, with a low around 36. South-southwest wind 10 to 15 mph. Saturday increasing clouds, with a high near 58. South wind 10 to 15 mph. 
Saturday night a slight chance of showers before midnight, then rain after midnight. Low around 44. Breezy, with a south wind 15 to 20 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New precipitation amounts between a half and three quarters of an inch possible. Sunday rain. High near 52. South-southeast wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, decreasing to 5 to 10 miles per hour in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 90%. New precipitation amounts between a half and three quarters of an inch possible. Sunday night a 20% chance of rain before midnight. Cloudy, with a low around 42. East-southeast wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, becoming north after midnight. Monday cloudy, with a high near 51. North wind around 10 miles per hour.
sharpens iron, sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. Proverbs 27, 17. I'm looking for a few good men, but this ain't the Marines. The enemy we fighting is the one unseen. He's always on the prowl, seeking new made devour. But he don't stand a chance against that Holy Ghost power. Rise up and be counted, the white horse is about to be mounted. By the warriors, he's for you. Rise up, the enemy's about to be routed. So no matter the denomination or affiliation, we're a holy nation. Bringing salvation to generations. They're depending on us, looking for men they can trust. No matter opinions of us, there's just too many of us. You see, I can shop and I can better get to shopping. No time for arguing. Wait a bit of war when the saints go marching in. Armor the word, we gonna get jacked. Enemies can't take it back. Try to distract, we gotta resack. Run up with Jehovah, so whatever lasts. Storms in the forecast. Do what the Lord asks. Demons run for cover, cause you know we on the war. Come the Got the shield and the sword. Spirits, you ready for war? Put it down for my Lord. Here come the Iron Man. Reunited in the faith that we're never gonna break. And the ground is gonna shake. There's no denying it. We will follow where we lead. Not as trying to say we're shooting, but we're fighting for our freedom. Fight. We ain't looking behind us in the streets where you find us. We wait for our assignments united as one as we fight for the sun. And we work while it is day, cause the night it will come. We lock arms with our fellow men, no matter the shade of melanin. Cleaning out the closets as we terminate the skeletons. Moving past uncertainty and running with that urgency. Seeking to get up with God so fervently, earnestly. Hunted our old enemy and read the back of the book and we win. He's making holding from heathen, leading to freedom as long as I'm breathing. I get men here to help each other when we're tired. Stir up the gift, keep it in the fire. Heart of the lion, I get a tiger. Get into where we view the mages, healing the recruiting stages. Rock the stages, rock of ages. Come on, me, come through courageous. Looking for the ones that gon' bow to the ground. Surrendering, not allowed. Mighty men of valor, where y'all at? We need you now. Become the Iron Man. Got the shield and the sword. Spirits, you ready for war? Put it down for my Lord. Become the Iron Man. Men united in the faith that we're never gonna break. And the ground is gonna shake. There's no denying it. We will follow where we lead. Not as trying to say we're shooting, but we're fighting for our freedom. Here come the Iron Man, got the shield and the sword, spirit you ready for war, put it down for my lord. Here come the Iron Man, reunited in the faith that we're never gonna break, and the ground is gonna shake. There's no denying it, we will follow where he's leading, not a shame to say we need him, and we're fighting for our freedom. Iron sharp and giant, so we're lifting up each other by the blood, we are covered, a band of brothers. Here come the Iron Man. Tell your story and go something like this. Yeah, he was a normal boy, made his forts, played with toys, ran with friends on weekends, went to church, sung the mims, and one day while online, he saw some things that messed with his mind. She was mama's little girl, church and family was her world. Growing up, never quit, did some things to fit in. Wrong place at the wrong time. She tried some on that screen, someone's daughter so obscene Chasing thrills, shallow fills, knowing that they're gonna kill Two people, two lives Filling up boys with things they hey, I just need my mind right, mind right I just wanna take flight, take flight Tell the devil that I'm gonna fight, gonna fight Tell the people that I'm gonna rise, gonna rise I just need my mind right, mind right Wanna take flight, take flight Tell the devil that I'm gonna fight, gonna fight Tell the people that I'm gonna rise, gonna rise 
Devil's really on a mission Taking everything you have Leave you hopeless, have you wishing Wishing you could change your ways Wishing for the end of day Wishing for your life to end So you don't have to feel the pain The pain is suffering It's uncovering Lies you buy so deep inside I feel my soul is shuddering we Call upon the name The only one who saves the name of Jesus Christ One and only chosen king Seek salvation, change your nations Time to change a generation Verse the curse upon this earth Take away this information By lies, supersized Digesting deep inside our minds Making us feel heavy wasn't what was advertised, wasn't what was promised Wasn't what was meant to be, this shouldn't be The eternal prizes cannot be our destiny Leaving false reality I can feel consuming me Opened up my eyes to see Leaving false reality Let's come back to reality Are you feeling your mortality? Look around, let's figure out Where's the abnormality? Where's the picture getting blurred? Death is selling, it's absurd It's official, it's confirmed The selling of our souls are cursed Set aside our moral conscious Flesh is waiting, we unconscious Walking on a battlefield No armor on, straight up nonsense Trading life away Thirds are cheap, it's not okay Think about the consequence You better know before you pay Playing with the turn 
ready Open up your eyes and see Where's the puzzle missing pieces Fit them in and you'll be free Free to make the right decision Take a pause now let's envision Love inside us redefine us Let it free with such precision Every word fulfills objective Sitting deep inside your conscience Truth is louder than the doubt Within my mind I know it's not just fine And the labels trusting in the world's broken conscience Crossing lines I don't define Either lies I had no context So delicious, so nutritious Caught up in the repetition Blinding me with shiny things Losing focus on a mission Got me wishing I'm dismissing lies Don't give a definition I ain't buying what you're fishing You won't find me out here switching Believing false reality I can feel consuming me Opened up my eyes to see Believing false reality Time to have a conversation Nation rising against nation Getting nasty Feel the hatred The end is near No contemplation Devastation in my basement Watching bombs that hit the pavement How did I become complacent Losing focus Disengaging Misinterpreting It's discouraging Read the news, got the blues, I see that things are worsening Buzzards circling overhead, plucking off the flesh of dead Looking for the daily bread, the ones in charge are murdering Taking life away, I see these things as not okay Prophecy fulfilling and I'm prepping for judgment day Get on board, it's not too late to change your ways, to change your fate Listen now, don't hesitate, the end is near, don't be late If you have the right reaction, guaranteed your satisfaction Not a common interaction, I'm not buying the distraction Looking through the field, the truth is here to be revealed No longer is it worth concealed, raise your hands if you need heal Feel that Holy Spirit power letting in and it devours All the things that make it sour Cleansing for the final hour Taking all the rotten fruit Years of darkness has produced All the things we let seduce Disinfect our point of view Believing false reality I can feel consuming me Opened up my eyes to see Believing false reality Here is your Savannah, Tennessee community news break from The Courier. Mayor announces firing of Hardin County Animal Services Director. By Editor. January 26, 2023. Hardin County Mayor Kevin Davis said Thursday afternoon that Chris Sykes' employment as Director of Hardin County Animal Services has been terminated. Over the past several months, the Animal Control Committee, the County Commission as a whole and myself, have been committed and working to making the animal shelter the best it can be for the citizens of Hardin County, Davis said. He continued, the decision has been made for us to move in a new direction with the shelter, and we will continue to work toward improving the shelter and moving forward in making the shelter the best it can be. Sykes has served as director of the Hardin County Animal Shelter since January 2019. He was an animal control officer prior to being selected as director. Davis said he has provided for the continuity of operations at the shelter and the animals will continue to be fed, watered, cleaned and receive proper attention during the transition. He said the Animal Control Committee will be discussing the issue of hiring an interim director and eventually the hiring of a full-time director, among other agenda items, at its already scheduled meeting Monday at the county courthouse at 5.30 p.m. in the large courtroom. Davis added that the shelter will remain open on its normal operating schedule. However, he asks for patience during the transition to a new director. He said emergency animal control calls will be answered, and routine calls will be answered as best as can be managed. The courier has reached out to Sykes for comment and will update the story if a response is forthcoming. Now to Miss Sylvia for Michiana Happenings. Here is another way to help out the local community. You can help out the student at 
the Excel Center, where they will be having a student winter clothing drive. And they are looking for gently used coats, gloves, hats, or boots. And they're located at 2626 Prairie Street in Elkhart, Indiana. If you have any questions or would like to drop us on donations, you can give Alan Child a call at 574-220-0642. Once again, that's Alan Child, 574-220-0642. Or you can hit him up by email at achilds at excelcenterhs.org. Take care and have a wonderful day. Looking for something fun to do with your kids? You can head over to the Battelle Community Center in Mishawaka for the Kids Art Workshop. And that will take place on Saturday, February 25th. March 4th, March 11th, and March 18th from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And that is for any children who are ages 6 to 12. Hope you get a chance to check out the Kids Art Workshop for a fun event. Take care and have a wonderful Looking for ways to support your community as well as supporting local vendors? You can attend the 6th Annual Valentine Craft Bazaar on February 4th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that will be sponsored by the Elkhart County Federal Cat Coalition. And that will take place at the Elkhart Moose Lodge located at 1500 County Road 6 in Elkhart, Indiana. They will have over 80 vendors and they also will be collecting donations of cat food hope you get a chance to take a look at the craft bazaar as well as supporting your local community take care and have a wonderful day another fun event coming up in february is be your own valentine and that will take place at the small shops at the grand lv and they are located at 104 North 3rd Street in Niles, Michigan. And that event will take place on Saturday, February 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Hope you get a chance to check out the Grand LV as well as doing some exploring in downtown Niles. Take care and have a wonderful day.
the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. The population of rural America is growing again after the recent decade-long loss. Since the pandemic, a third of non-metro counties actually gained population, according to research by the Journal of Rural Sociology. Daily Yonder data journalist Sarah Malott says growth was most pronounced in counties like Powder River, Montana, where recreational activities are a major part of the economy. So people then associate these places with a higher quality of life. If the trend continues, Malott says net migration will be significant. Then we could expect rural America to grow by 1.3 percent by 2030. That's actually 23 percent higher than the projected urban rate. One town in Iowa has found success with other attractions. Here's Anya Slepian. The first decade of the 2000s was not kind to Newton, Iowa. The appliance company Maytag was bought out, and when their headquarters closed, 2,000 jobs went with it. Then the housing bubble burst. When no new building permits were issued in 2011, Bruce Showalter, the housing director for the Newton Housing Development Corporation, knew the town was in trouble. If you're not building new houses or upgrading your housing stock, then you're dying. So if we didn't do something, the city was going to just deteriorate and continue to lose population. So Newton created a new housing initiative, which provides a $10,000 cash incentive to anyone building a home worth $190,000, as well as a subscription to the local newspaper and a YMCA membership. In the past nine years, more than 100 homes have been built, helping grow Newton's economy as well as its population. Half of those houses have been sold to new people moving to town. So we're actually drawing people to town because of this program. More than 50 other rural communities offer incentives, from free building lots and cash payments to complimentary dinners and internet credits. I'm Anya Slepian. And younger people are moving back or staying in some areas. Sociologist Ben Winchester at the University of Minnesota believes the brain drain narrative no longer fits. If rural America is dying, then why can't I find a home to buy? In the decade following the year 2000, Winchester's research noted a significant uptick in 30 to 49-year-olds contributing to a form of brain gain in most of Minnesota's rural counties. Rural is not dying. (laughs) The narrative we're using is terrible and is based out of things that happened like 50 or 100 years ago. Journalist Nick Foriezos from Open Campus Media looked at the Minnesota data and noted the outsized role of community colleges and their ability to adapt to local needs. When you look at the rural areas that are really succeeding and thriving, they usually find a way to take the strengths that they have and to think creatively. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Today is rest of the story. Haverhill, Massachusetts, June 1854, Roland Hussey's wholesale and retail dry goods store business was bad. And no wonder, not many months before Roland had deliberately opened his establishment in a dead section of town. He said commercial development of Haverhill was headed his way, said his bargain prices and quality merchandise would lure folks from the main shopping area, but it didn't happen. Now Roland is stuck with a full dry goods stock and fewer than ever customers. Something dramatic was in order. And then it occurred to the young businessman that he would organize a parade for the 4th of July. A parade leading from the cluster of successful shops across town to his store. He'd hire an eight-piece marching band. He'd get an experienced orator to make a patriotic speech. Hopefully the pomp and ceremony would attract attention to Roland's failing business. Well, July 4 rolled around, and it was a scorcher. 
A handful of Haverhill citizens joined the parade behind Rowan's marching band. Most of them, however, stayed in the shade of their front porches, sipping cool cider. And when the band reached Rowan's dry goods store, it stopped to serenade the hundred or so onlookers. Rowland tugged at his collar. His scheduled speaker, a fellow from Boston named Wilkins, was nowhere in sight. It's now one o'clock. Those assembled had been promised a Fourth of July address. Rowland had no choice. He searched his mind. He remembered a speech he had made as a small boy in school. The title was George Washington, Soldier and Statesman. Seemed appropriate enough for the Fourth of July, so Roland stepped up, stood in front of the door of his little dry goods store, and made his own speech. Afterward, his holiday audience applauded politely and dispersed. The parade as promotion idea had been inspired if somewhat misfired. And apparently whatever business Roland gained as a result was insufficient to save his dying establishment. It was all downhill from there on. A few months later, there was a little sign in the window of Roland's dry goods store, closed. Roland went into real estate after his Haverhill dry goods business failed, and he might have stayed in real estate had it not been for a friend he'd made back in July of 1854. You remember that Fourth of July parade? Remember the speech Roland made? Well, there'd been a certain gentleman in the crowd that day, a businessman named Caleb Hunking, and Mr. Hunking had been sufficiently impressed with Roland's address to remember him when the chips were down. It was Mr. Hunking, then, who gave Roland the money to open another store in another city, New York City. And that dry goods business on 6th Avenue, just south of 14th Street, that one prospered. Well, 140 years have passed. And Roland's store prospers still. And those who carry on now that Roland is gone have perpetuated their founder's tradition of an annual promotional parade. No, not on July 4. They learned their lesson about that. Roland learned quickly that during the summer, too many folks stayed in the shade. So, tomorrow before the parade passes by, you'll remember Roland's first parade in the torrid July of 1854. And that first dry goods store, owner and proprietor, Roland Hussey Macy. Only now you know the rest of the story. After a fire, an Oklahoma church experiences motivational kindness. This is Truth Itself. Pastor Skylar Spradlin of Trinity Baptist Church said it was an ordinary day when he and another church staff member discovered a fire that broke out in the church's sanctuary on November 1st. Spradlin first saw a flicker of fire in the ceiling above the platform in the sanctuary. Before realizing, smoke was filling the sanctuary. He grabbed a fire extinguisher, but by the time he returned, the fire was already spreading fast. The building was a total loss. In the hours following the devastating fire, Spradlin said they received great encouragement from the Weatherford community as well as Oklahoma Baptists. The very next day, Todd Fisher, Oklahoma Baptist Executive Director and Treasurer, presented the church with a $5,000 check from Oklahoma Baptist Disaster Relief to help defray costs associated with the fire. Fisher also gathered Oklahoma Baptist staff members to pray over the couple at the Baptist building and announced that another pastor who is retiring had offered Spradlin his entire pastoral library, since Spradlin's was lost in the fire. In an open letter of gratitude to Oklahoma Baptists, Spradlin wrote, Some events are life-changing. They leave an impression that does not go away. 
While the fire was of monumental importance to our emotional, physical, and spiritual outlook, it is not what has left the biggest impact, at least not on this pastor. Instead, it has been the kindness of God's people poured over us in the days since that has made the deepest mark. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. This is being accomplished by using Dr. Woodrow Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. Log on to trainapastor.com to see what God is doing. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking today at heightened tensions between Greece and Turkey. The Turks are accusing the Greeks of provocative actions over their armament of some disputed islands in the Aegean. Ankara has protested the move, saying it breaches agreements signed in 1923 and 1947. But the Greeks have won US backing, with the Biden administration proposing to sell Athens F-35 fighter jets. Stephen Cook of the US-based Council on Foreign Relations says the domestic politics of Turkey, where a presidential election will take place in May, is playing in to the current uptick in rhetoric. The Turks really have engaged in this rhetoric and warning that the Greeks are arming these islands in violation of international treaties. A lot of this is really electoral game playing, that President Erdogan is in the unusual position. He's relatively politically weak going into polls in head-to-head races with a number of other leading politicians, he loses. So he's been pushing every button and pulling every possible lever to garner support. And, you know, Turkish nationalism is one of those things. And the Aegean and the Greeks are an obvious place to push these buttons and pull these levers. But the Greeks and the Turks have come close to war three times in the last half century, with disputes over both territory and human rights continuing to simmer between them. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The Public News Service Door Newscast, January the 27th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. Healthcare professionals say low pay and a worker shortage have led a dramatic number of nursing homes in rural Iowa to close their doors. Looking at a graph that shows the number of nursing home employees between January 2019 and January 2020, the bright red line goes almost straight down. The pandemic was a big reason for that, but Iowa Healthcare Association President Brent Willett says there are other economic factors at work, and the staffing shortages have already resulted in double-digit closures. It is alarming. The latest figures are we've had 17 nursing homes in Iowa close in the last 12 months. 15 of those 17 have been in rural parts of the state. Willett says nursing homes can't offer competitive wages to people who are willing to take these demanding jobs, especially in rural areas where the population is declining. He remains optimistic, though. He says the Iowa legislature will reconsider those wages this year, as more than half of nursing home funding comes from state and federal governments. I'm Mark Moran. By nearly every measure, voter fraud in U.S. elections is rare. But that is not stopping the Texas legislature from considering dozens of bills this session, some of which a voter rights groups call extreme. 
The Texas Republican Party has made election security one of its legislative priorities this year, with bills introduced to further restrict access to the ballot box. In contrast, Democrats are pushing legislation to expand voting access. Texas's ACLU senior attorney Matt Simpson believes some of the bills, including one to change the penalty for illegal voting from a misdemeanor to a felony, will create fear. And intimidate people at the polls. If you take a step back and you try to identify where the election fraud is that's being targeted, all these proposals more or less amount to solutions in search of a problem. And Texas hasn't really had an election fraud problem. Following the defeat of Donald Trump by President Joe Biden in 2020, Texas's GOP-dominated legislature approved multiple new voting restrictions, including rules for voting by mail. A prohibition on drive-through and 24-hour voting, and a reduction in local initiatives meant to make it easier to vote. I'm Roz Brown. A 359-page audit of the 2020 election was released by the Texas Secretary of State's office. And now, for the New York Times, five fired Memphis police officers have been charged with murder in the death of Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old black man hospitalized after a confrontation with police during a traffic stop. The officers fired last week, accused of using excessive force. This is Public News Service. Now to Connecticut, where healthcare professionals and advocates say it will take sweeping reforms to bolster the state's. Failing public health system. At the Labor Union 1199 SEIU's Healthcare Policy Symposium, experts spoke of the system's long-time underfunding and staffing shortages. A union-related group called Expand Services to Save Lives wants to see part of the state's multi-billion-dollar surplus used to address the issues, including 30 million to recruit and retain public health workers. Rebecca Simonson with 1199 SEIU says the state needs to revitalize this system of critical services. State healthcare services generally serve. The most at-risk, highest-need complex residents, often folks without insurance, often folks that have been turned away from the private sector, and we've created these services because, as a state, we believe that every resident's life should be valued. In 2022, the state received a $32 million grant from the CDC for public health workforce development. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. And in her fifth State of the State address this week, Governor Jennifer Whitmer emphasized policies designed to put more money in the pockets of folks from Michigan. The second-term Democrat included several proposals, including a plan to cut the tax on retirement income that played well with Michigan seniors. Melissa Seifert with AARP Michigan says the governor's speech set a positive tone for the new legislative session. She says her group's priorities include more funding for long-term care and help for the state's caregivers. Right now, 68 percent of Michigan's Medicaid dollars actually go to nursing homes. We want to see a rebalancing of those. To put back into resources for home and community-based services, Seifert says AARP is also watching legislation to lower drug prices, expand access to affordable housing, and make it easier for people to save for retirement. Republican lawmakers in the minority for the first time in years say they'll wait for the governor's proposed budget before passing judgment on her programs. Mark Richardson reporting. And finally, our Alex Gonzalez lets us know as National News Literacy Week comes to an end, one Nevada journalism professor says media professionals need to make building trust with their audience a top priority. According to the News Literacy Project, only 26% of Americans say they trust most news most of the time. Professor Baromita Payne at University of Nevada Reno. 
says she teaches her journalism students to foster those relationships by giving audiences an idea of how stories are curated. Putting a line in the story that also tells the audience that not only was this source wetted, but how exactly was that wetting done? This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for wrapping up a week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Here are some great radio stations. Your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. They said he could walk on water And heal anyone who suffered He was a prophet without He broke bread and fed the thousands Exposed the truth to those around him He was a teacher who was not welcome In the righteous crowd Righteous crowd
Give me tears for the lost Break my heart with your compassion Make me a vessel of your tenderness Give me tears for the lost Give me the heart of a father Turned towards abandoned children For the ones that you lead me to Let the shepherd's heart be mine Like one who brings your peace and reaches out with healing hands To speak for those who have no voice Give me tears for the lost Give me tears for the lost Give me the heart of a father Turned towards abandoned children For the ones that you lead me to Let the shepherd's heart be mine Like one who brings your And reaches out with healing hands To speak for those who have no voice Give me tears for the lost Give me tears for the lost Give me tears Give me tears for the lost Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So this verse says, um, "Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come." When we first start our walk with Jesus. We're often sinning of something. We're going through something traumatic, something that we need to give over to God at that time. And it may take years for us to fully realize how much we need Jesus in our lives. There are those who know Jesus, but they don't have him in his their heart. There are ones who know Jesus and have him in his heart. 
And then there are the ones who know Jesus, but will go back and forth. They know what they need to do to get into the kingdom of God, but they fight him at every cost. The devil comes in, prowling like a lion, to get us to go his way. And so that does not give us growth to become a new creation in Christ. And so when we fully give over our life to Jesus, we let go of our old self and we look forward to the new self. Now, it may take time for our new self to fully comprehend what all Jesus has to offer. We will be associated with people who come into contact every day who know Jesus, some who don't know, and some who are lost away. When something traumatic happens, our first thought is to blame God. We can be a Jesus follower and still blame God for something's happening. And we don't think about it intentionally. So we start, we start to fall short of God's glory. So as you're looking forward to the new creation and a new you, you're still going to have struggles. You're still going to fall short of God's glory. That's what you're going to do. No one is perfect. We're all sinners and we all sh- sh- fall short of the glory of God at some point. It does make a difference if you are a 60-year Christian or if you're a 5-year Christian or if you're a 15-minute Christian. There are people who set the Lord into their lives at the last on their deathbed and they may be 70, 80 years old. In the last 15 minutes, they accept Jesus into their life. He is waiting. He is waiting. He'll wait as long as he, he'll wait. He'll wait until you're ready to fully go and to enter his paradise. That beautiful paradise in heaven. Or you're going to enter that fiery furnace. Which I hope no one, I would love to see everyone in into paradise. But there are some ones who will enter that fiery furnace. So it's up to you to decide. Are you going to wait for paradise the last minute? Or are you going to take the first step today and let Jesus into your heart? No matter if you're a Christ follower or not, Jesus is still waiting for you. He will wait as long as it takes until you are ready. You could do good in the world, but does that qualify you to enter the kingdom of heaven? Some say yes, but we all know we must accept Jesus into our lives so he forgive our sins. We may fall short 30,000 times, 24-7, 365 days a year, and still be able to enter that paradise, kingdom of heaven. So as you go about your day, if you are a Christ follower, Remember, you are loved, and you can make a difference in the life of someone else. If you are someone that needs to accept Jesus into your heart, he is waiting for you. He is waiting for you. He'll wait long as it takes for you to fully let him in. This verse simply says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you accept Jesus into your life, your heart, your old self vanishes and your new self, you get welcome into the kingdom of God.
We all have a choice to follow Jesus or not. That's clearly up to you. But I hope whoever is listening in that you know Jesus. But maybe you just need to take the first step of accepting him into your heart. First of all, we need to admit that we are a sinner. If you admit you're a sinner, that's the first step. Admit you're a sinner. And then it goes on from there. Behold, Jesus is waiting for everybody. He is waiting for us to get rid of our old self so he can begin a new you going forward. Once again, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Jesus is waiting for you. He is there more than anybody else. He's there through your struggles, through your trials, through your joyous occasions. He's just waiting for you. If you are someone that needs to let Jesus in your life, I hope that you find the courage to reach out to somebody, reach out to the closest church, and be able to let them know that you are ready to accept Jesus into your life. <clears throat> Simply as, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I welcome you into my life. That's all you got to say. Take care and have a wonderful day. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son,